And I'm Kitty, and this is the Drinking Like Ladies in Crisis podcast. This podcast is a companion project to our book, Drinking Like Ladies. In our book, we asked women bartenders from around the globe to take inspiration from amazing women in history and create cocktails based on their lives. Eventually, and hopefully very soon, each episode will celebrate a rad woman doing amazing things. For now, though, we're inviting experts of all genders to offer advice in navigating the many challenges we're all facing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, we are joined by Lainey Yunkin, a registered dietitian and nutrition communication specialist based in Boston, Massachusetts. Her mission is to help people get out of a dieting mentality and into a healthy lifestyle. In this episode, we'll chat about what we've observed in our own habits and amongst our peers, from fitness challenges to endless posts about banana bread, as we ask Lainey for advice on navigating nutrition choices during these strange times. Here's our conversation with Lainey Youngkin. We have so many questions for you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Never been on a drinking podcast before. Yes. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So um, we would love it if you could just tell us a little bit about your job, um, kind of what you went to school for, how you ended up in this field doing this work. Yeah. So my mom was actually a personal trainer. So I grew up like in around like fitness. Um, yeah. And so I, I went to school at Clemson in South Carolina, got it, was on the dietitian track and then moved to Boston to do my training, um, which I did at MGH. And then I went on to be, uh, get a master's in nutrition communication at Tufts. And that was a really cool degree because we learned how to basically look at all the nutrition science, all the journal articles, the statistics, and be able to translate it into language that lay people could understand, right? So that was really fun. So after that, I was like looking for a job in Boston. My husband was in med school, so we couldn't really move. Um, and I couldn't find a job. I started doing corporate wellness consulting for companies. And finally, I was just like, I'm just going to start my own thing. Um, so I started consulting uh, and probably around 2015 started my one-on-one nutrition private practice. So today what I do is I help busy young women in the city who they all come to me and they say, I, I eat healthy. I, I do eat healthy. I work out all the time, but I still can't lose weight. That's what I help people with, figuring out how to work smarter, not harder and get out of the dieting mentality and change habits so they can keep up with for the long term. We're going to be best friends, <laughs> Lainey. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so Kitty is much more familiar with your area of expertise than I am. And so for myself and for all of the other more lay people out there, can you describe to us what a dietitian does and how that is different from being a nutritionist? Oh, yes, sure. So nutritionist is not a regulated term. So anybody can call themselves a nutritionist, really, is a simple way to say it. You know, even dietitians can call themselves nutritionists, but not all nutritionists can call themselves dietitians. So I explain it like nursing, like you don't go around calling yourself a nurse unless you like went to school and did the clinicals and like took the exams. So the dietitian, you have to do the undergrad requirements, do a six to 12 month internship in the hospital, rotating through all the floors, food service, all of that. And then you take the boards. Um, and then once you're a dietitian, there's so many things you can do, which is why I love the field. It's like very, very diverse. 
I'm glad you explained that because I think that um, I, there's something about the term dietitian that I think can feel a little bit clinical on the one hand, and also it has the word diet in it. Um, and I think that that can be, I was thinking about this before we got on and I just, I think that can be a little confusing for people. It's so confusing. And what's even more confusing is our profession changed probably a year or two ago that we could be called registered dietitian or we could be called registered dietitian nutritionist and because they were trying to address that. Like the fact that dietitian has diet in it and people don't want to be on diets. It's so confusing. And then I was like, that's just even more confusing. Now we're, you know, yeah. so you can choose <laughs> which one do you want to call yourself. So yeah, it's very confusing. What are the factors that go into the choices that we make when we're stressed as far as what we're consuming? Like, what are we thinking? What is our mind thinking? So what's actually happening in your body, you know, if you think fight or flight, like an animal jumps out and you have to decide if you're going to fight it or run away, uh, right in that instance, cortisol and adrenaline go up in your body. Those two things are hormones. And cortisol, we call it the stress hormone, actually floods your body with glucose and it's like, we need energy because it's your body's quickest form of energy. So it's like, we need to think quickly and act quickly. Like, what are we going to do? Fight or run, right? And so in that instance, like your body's like, give me sugar. It makes sense why you crave carbs when you're stressed out. That's a normal response in the short term, but you're supposed to come back down from that. But when we stay like chronically stressed, we can stay like chronically in that state where we're just like, give me glucose, give me carbs. And also it raises your hunger hormones. So there's a hormone called ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone. And that goes up when we're stressed too. And you throw in like lack of sleep and that messes with the hormones. There's so many different factors from a metabolism perspective that are not working in your favor when you're feeling stressed. And then there's your environment. So if the sugar and the carby foods, the comfort foods are not there, then you can't really turn to them, you know, when you're stressed out. But on the other hand, I think we need to realize that it's okay to eat those things sometimes. Just like alcohol, like it's not best to be a long-term coping mechanism, <laughs> but it's totally fine to like have a drink. You know what I mean? Like you can like have the brownie, like have the cookies. I think like the worst thing is like being stressed about the fact that you stress ate. <laughs> like that's just gonna keep your body like in a high high levels of cortisol, right? So just accept that you chose to do it. Like stop before you eat. Say, why am I eating right now? Because there's a few options. You're stressed, you're bored, you're physically hungry, or you're just like craving something specific. And there's really nothing wrong with all of those if they're just being used in the short term, but recognize which one it is. And then if you're like, I'm gonna eat this brownie, yeah, I had a terrible day. Great. Then after that, be like, Okay, I ate it. Good. Move on. I think that's the worst thing is when people sit in the guilt and shame all night until the next day and say, screw the whole week, screw the whole weekend, F it. Like, that's just the all or nothing mentality that's like my passion to get people out of that. Like, that just comes from like the dieting mentality of restricting, and then you're just going to binge on it later. So just let your husband have them. I think even dietitians can be so polarizing and like, you know, you're on a diet and we're going to put you on this strict calorie controlled plan. And I do undo so much damage done by other practitioners for people that come to me who got put in that restrictive mentality. And then on the other end, it's like intuitive eating like love your body and like that's great but like you can love your body and also want to change it you know so like it's just we always just navigate towards extremes and I think we just need to navigate more towards the middle and find a balance I think some people are like we have this time now so like pour into yourself like cook healthy work out and great that's a great message like do that if you want to but some people don't have more time like some people are working at a hospital and some people have kids and are managing like kids and work you know and then on the other end people are like I'm so stressed out let me just like eat all my feelings neither of those are like healthy mentalities long term so let's just like strike a balance in the middle and say like it's totally fine to make banana bread and like eat that but you can also like work out and eat healthy you know I give my clients kind of an 80 20 like let's 80 percent of the time like do the healthy thing and 20 percent of the time eat the cookies but like not feel guilty about it and move on. <sighs> Amazing. So as this podcast is called Drinking Like Ladies, <laughs> you can probably guess a lot of our listeners love their cocktails. And a lot of your, your hosts. A lot of your hosts. <laughs> a lot of your hosts. <laughs> oh my God. 
Yes. My husband's taken up like making cocktails and it's dangerous. It's so wonderful at the same time. Like he's been like drying out blood oranges and like dry apples and all that stuff. He's like, make sure you're prepared to know the real things about the cocktails. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> did, he think, did he think we were going to drill you about bartending? <laughs> I know. Well, I was like, I was telling him how you have the rapid fire questions at the end. And oh. he's like, well, make sure you, make, you tell them it's like, you know, the real version of this. Not like, and I was like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I love him. He's like, I made you a good margarita, not a shitty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He wrote it down. He's like, here's the ingredients. So you and I was oh like, it's fine. Like, I think they're, they're bartenders. Though, I love him. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Kitty here. Lainey posts tons of great free advice on nutrition and health on her Instagram. So to keep up with her tips or learn more about setting up a session, you can find her there. That's Lainey.Yunkin.Nutrition. L-A-I-N-E-Y dot Y-O-U-N-K-I-N dot N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N or on her website, LaineyYunkin.com. Now back to our conversation with Laney. So a lot of our listeners probably don't understand alcohol from a nutritional perspective. So one, I was hoping you could maybe share with us about how the body metabolizes alcohol versus food. Um, and then maybe we can navigate a little bit later, like what, like choice when it comes to indulging. So if you decide to indulge, yeah. So there's like three buckets. There's like the recommendations for health benefits, the calorie aspect, and then the metabolism aspect. So the health benefits one is like, no one's going to want to hear this. You know, it's like no more than one drink a day for women, two drinks a day for men, you know, cause we know alcohol is not the healthiest for our bodies. You know, it is linked to some cancer, stuff like that. Um, and one drink being five ounces of wine. 12 ounces of beer or one and a half ounces of liquor. So that's one aspect. And then there's the calories. So if like weight is a goal or weight management, something to, to know is like how many calories are in each of those amounts. So there's about 120 calories in five ounces of wine, 12 ounces of beer and an ounce and a half of liquor. But in terms of how it's metabolized in your body, the body views alcohol as a toxin. It wants to get rid of it as quickly as possible. So if you ever hear people say like, oh, alcohol is turned to fat. No, that's not true. Less than like 5% of alcohol is actually turned to fat. And the body... Think about it as your body doesn't want to hold on to something that it sees as toxic. It's trying to like get rid of it as quickly as possible. And so what that does is since all the body's efforts are focused on getting rid of the alcohol, it halts like the absorption and digestion of the other food you're eating at that time, which means that instead of the body burning all those calories, it's storing them as fat. Mm. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> okay. So let's just put a finer point on it. So say we go out to dinner, right? We're going to go to, it's Chris's birthday. He just had a birthday. So we're going out to dinner with Chris for his birthday. Chris is our, our silent producer, Velvet Voice Moss. So we're taking him out for a nice steak dinner. Um, he orders his like porterhouse or whatever. Misty's got her filet mignon. Lainey, you're having, I don't know, maybe fish, whatever. We go for our meal. And then we pick a nice wine, right? So when the wine enters the conversation, that is keeping us from metabolizing the food. So your body's still going to metabolize the food. I think that the clear takeaway here is to make sure you're just eating a healthy meal of like protein, fiber, and fat, you know, veggies, whole grain, protein, have like solid meal, you know, in your system. I don't want people to take to have this takeaway, be like, drink on an empty stomach and you won't. Right. Then <laughs> <laughs> you'll right? be wasted. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because like there's all so many other factors, right? That's just one factor. The other factor is drinking alcohol lowers your inhibitions. You make worse decisions about food, then you would take in more calories, right? So there's so many factors there. I think in terms of the metabolism, we know that like if you could cut out some of the sugar in the drink, that's gonna help, right? So if you're getting cocktails and stuff, having one with less sugar is gonna be healthier. Um, but like you're going off your birthday dinner, drink whatever you want. But if like you drink every night and you're also trying to like lose weight, then there's like tweaks we can make there, right? Or like there's like also a health goal you have, then we can say like, okay. 
let's not munch on like a bunch of crackers or like sugar desserts, simple starchy type things while we're drinking because the sugar from the cocktail plus the sugar and carbohydrates from those foods are, you know, going to be stored. So we get to, we get to drink our wine. I get to have my margarita um, (laughs) alongside a nice healthy meal. What is a healthy meal? Like what should we be thinking about? What should our plate look like? Um, And what, what are some decisions we should be considering when we're looking at that menu? Yes. This is what I teach all my clients. So it's called the my plate or the balance plate or the healthy plate, depending on where you get, get it from. Um, it's the new food pyramid. We don't have the food pyramid anymore. And it's, you should work to make, again, I said 80% of the time. So try to do about two meals a day, usually lunch and dinner, half your plate vegetables, a quarter of your plate should be whole grain um, or like a starchy vegetable, like potato, sweet potato, corn, and a fourth of your plate, healthy proteins. So choosing like chicken, fish, beans, lentils, those healthy proteins, most of the time, Eating salmon, tuna, those heart-healthy fish, uh, less red meat, less processed meats, healthy fats spread throughout. So there's not really like a place on the plate, the visual for healthy fats, but, you know, olive oil, avocado, nut butters, nuts, seeds, those should all be in there too. Because that combination, you know, aside from vegetables having lots of like antioxidants and vitamins and minerals, it's it's actually three-fourths of that plate is carbs. So I love to help people fall in love with carbs again. It's healthy carbs, right? (laughs) They're they're high in fiber and they're low in sugar. So we want fiber, protein, and healthy fat. That's going to stabilize your blood sugar, keep you full longer, keep you energized, and make you not be hangry. I love that. That's so helpful. I am a person who gets hangry. Definitely, (laughs) I get hangry. Um, (laughs) The other thing is, so when you say we're looking at our plate, right? How big is the plate? Usually I think about like um, two fistfuls or about two cups for the veggies, one fist of grain, one fist of protein to start. But then what I teach my clients to do is like use that in conjunction with how hungry they are. And we look at like a hunger and fullness scale. So again, we're getting away from dieting rules of like, you can only have this many calories instead saying like start with these portions. And then if you're still hungry, like go back and eat more because we want you to be full because if you're full, you want snack like an hour later. What are some other biological and environmental hacks that we can be thinking about as we are really facing this time where we're a lot of us are stress eating and drinking and it's it's hard to bring that into control yes okay talk about the biology first so um since we just came up off talking about the healthy plate you know the biology hacks are how can we regulate our metabolism it's not just about calories in calories out there's so many hormones in your body controlling so many different things. So first eating every three to four hours. And actually I teach my clients to reduce the snacking. Basically if you have, if you're eating more than your body needs, it will store the rest as fat. So if we're eating every hour, we're spiking our blood sugar every hour. It's continually like storing. So eat solid meals. Yes. Again, hunger fullness scale. If you're hungry, have a snack in between, but make sure it's high fiber, protein, fat kind of thing, right? Sleep seven to eight hours. And for the people listening who are not working in a restaurant right now and they have the time off, like, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to be like, go do 50 lunges or squats or whatever, but like sleep seven hours a night, right? Like, because sleep messes with you in so many ways, not sleeping rather. Like it throws off, um, it actually raises the hormone again that I mentioned that says you're hungry. So you'll be likely to snack more. So sleep seven to eight hours, healthy plate at most meals, moving your body. This does not have to be intense. It does not have to be squats. It can be going on just 30 minutes walking every day. And then adding in some strength training or, you know, whatever movement you enjoy that you'll do is the best movement for you. Um, And then any other kind of like self-care things that just keep your stress level low because we already talked about what stress does to you. And then environmental, this is one of my favorite topics. So a researcher, Brian Wansing, so he does a lot of research. He wrote Mindless Eating and the book Slim by Design. And he says 80% of the time, willpower doesn't work. If the cookie's there, you're going to eat it. 
right? And I just posted about this yesterday, James Clear, he wrote Atomic Habits, and it's just all about your habits, right? And he says, like, people don't have more self-control than you. They just don't put themselves in tempting environments as much as you do. So they keep the junk out of the house. They put it behind cabinets or up high. Um, They store healthy food in containers that they can see through in the fridge. They put cake and banana bread in aluminum foil, not saran wrap. There's just like associations. It's not necessarily cause and effect, but associations with being able to like see, you know, you see it, you eat it. Portioning out things. So don't stand, you know, with the pint of ice cream at the counter while you're scrolling on Instagram. Put it in a bowl, go sit down and like eat it with no distractions and enjoy it. I mean, honestly, I'm eating healthier than I ever have because I used to eat out so much, like grab my lunch here and there, like buy iced lattes four times a week. Like I'm just not doing that anymore because I'm home. I'm only getting takeout like once a week, cooking every night. So to me, it's actually helped, you know? And so you do you. If you are if you can't do that because you're out working, that's fine. Like don't feel stressed about that or compare yourself to somebody else's life you saw on Instagram because they don't have your life and don't have theirs. I've definitely become it's it's really brought to light what my habits were previously mm. you know <laughs> which is um it's been really enlightening no well you know like you because of my job I was eating out so much and things of that nature and so and I love to cook and everybody always knows that it's just because of the job that I have I'm traveling constantly and so I've really been thinking a lot about like when I am cooking for myself what do I choose to cook and what do I make as opposed to what do I order when I'm out like making yeah. being out I, an excuse to order something yeah. that I wouldn't actually eat if I was preparing for myself yeah it's fine. like it's like a treat so yeah, yeah and when like it's fine if you're doing that every once in a while for a special occasion but my life became eating out all the time mm. and so it wasn't a special occasion it just right. became a habit right you know? no, and I found a lot of my clients travel a lot for work and so like they are eating out all the time and so you know that's where you know I tell people well if you don't go out very often like yeah indulge like have the steak have the wine whatever but if your life is that you eat out most of your meals and you still got to try to get that healthy plate in 80% of the time if you can if you're taking new clients right now how would people be able to get in touch with you and find out how to work with your services Yes. Thank you, Kitty. Um, so yes, I'm taking new clients all virtually. And honestly, a lot of my practice was already virtual before this. Um, cause I, unlike a personal trainer, I don't have to touch people. <laughs> or, like, near people um, in my business. So you can, they can go to laneyyunkin.com. And if you're, I'll just spell it, I guess, L-A-I-N-E-Y-Y-O-U-N-K-I-N.com. Um, Laney Yunkin Nutrition on Instagram, but my website has a contact form. You can message me through there or Laney at laneyyunkin.com is my email. Obviously, right now we have a lot of people that are not working and money is a little bit tight. If there's somebody out there who's looking to change their habits but may not have the means to um, be a client of yours at this point in time, are there any resources that you can direct them to um, to get started on their journey? Yeah, it's a really good question. So even within my business, there are some different levels of pricing. So I'll just put that out there. Like I just launched a new ebook, not to make this like promotional, but it's like 19 bucks. So it has the healthy plate framework in there and it has 20 throw together dinners. Like Missy, that you're saying, you're like, what do I make for dinner? Um, so that's 19 bucks. And then I also work for an app where people actually take pictures of their food every day and I review it every day. Um, so it's just accountability. There's no like in-person sessions. It's just via an app and it's like 48 bucks a month. So it's a little more affordable, but other than that, like come follow me on Instagram. And, um, you know, I tag a lot of my colleagues who are in the same space. Like, I think we should all be collaborative and not 
competitive. There's lots of us doing weight loss um, who are dietitians. And then if you are like, weight loss is not for me, no, I actually have some disordered eating patterns or um, stress eating, emotional eating, like please message me. And I would love to refer you to like a practitioner that can help you because I have lots of colleagues around here who um, have amazing blogs and Instagram profiles where they give out free content all day long. That's amazing. Perfect. It's really incredible. And I love everyone should follow you because I just love your posts. They're so matter of fact and fun and funny. And they, they tend to usually be write what I need to read. Oh, yeah. So we always like to end our interviews on a positive note. If there's something positive that either you've seen over the past several weeks or that you envision coming out of all of this on the other side, um, what is it? Yeah. So I think there's like the general things of, you know, spending more time with my kids, which I'd like to do less of at this point in this quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Family and like my husband's a resident. This is actually the most I've seen him because he's doing a lot of telehealth. The most I've seen him in four years, honestly. Um, So there's that kind of stuff. But in terms of like, I'm thinking about my clients and food, like my clients are still losing weight. Like people's nutrition problems, stress, uh, addiction problems, they don't stop because, you know, we're social distancing. So I'm still working with people virtually. I had a girl, you know, I was working with who, um, what did she tell me yesterday? Last week, her dad brought deli sandwiches and like canned wine to this picnic and she ate it and was like, fine. And like a month ago, she would, that would have ruined her whole week. That would have ruined her whole week to like eat bread because a previous practitioner told her that bread was toxic basically and you shouldn't eat carbs and all this stuff. And so like, I I am seeing so many people make positive changes. Cheers to the girl who ate the bread. So we always like to have a little bit of fun at the end of our interviews. So welcome to our last call lightning round. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, so I'm going to kick us off. All right. So you're in a bar. You don't want to look at a menu. What is your go-to drink? I would just order a glass of Chardonnay. That's like so basic. I, I love it. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to exa- elaborate. That's my answer. <laughs> But what I was gonna say is like if you don't you don't know if it's like a dive bar or fancy so it's just yeah. like you can't be cocktails, you know what I mean? It's like you just, that's exactly right. I get you. <laughs> Safe. Nice. All right. Question number two. If you could have a drink with anyone living or dead, who would it be? I love like family history and genealogy. This is like kind of dorky, but and like I don't know a lot about my family history, so I would love to have a drink with like one of my great grandparents. Um, and like talking about my family, like I asked my mom where our family came from and she was like, Georgia, like the state of Georgia. I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> like, okay. Where are we from? Like, what is our family history? Like, um, okay. So desert Island drink, just one drink for the rest of your life. What's it going to be? This is the one my husband had input on. I love it. I love it. <laughs> A real daiquiri. Not to be confused with like... Cool beach bar daiquiri I love him, but you just go ahead and tell him that I would probably take either version. <laughs> I mean, like, 
if there was a bar on the desert island and we had options, I mean. I love it. This is a zero judgment zone. Yeah. The last call lightning yeah. round is zero judgment zone. So. You do you. All right. So this is, has been a very polarizing question with among our guests. Espresso martini, does it have Baileys or no Baileys? Yeah, so honestly, I don't even know like which one I've had before, so I'm just gonna say Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Bailey's. That's not a drink I typically order, so I'm gonna go with Fabulous. that. Fabulous. <laughs> Final question. So what is your last call song? I have I, I'm not I don't stay at bars very late, so I was like, uh <laughs> um, the one that came to mind was Living on a Prayer. when I was growing up and it just reminds me of like like being pumped up with like the girlfriends like yeah it's like just you can't not <laughs> scream and sing a huge thank you to Lainey for joining us today it was nice to be reminded that balance is the goal so I can have that little splurge and enjoy it without having to feel guilty about it afterwards. Oh, definitely. I love Lainey's casual and matter-of-fact approach to nutrition advice. It just makes managing these stressful times seem a little bit less daunting. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, thank you to our amazing producer who makes us sound good, Mr. Chris Voss. Don't forget you can find and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Drinking Like Ladies, and on Twitter at Drink Like Ladies. Each week, we'll be featuring one of the wonderful contributors to our book, like Seattle-based Abigail Gulo, bar manager at Bin Paris. And also, we've created a Drinking Like Ladies Last Call Song playlist on Spotify. It's super fun. We'd love it if you checked it out. Finally, please subscribe, rate, and review the Drinking Like Ladies podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I'm Kitty. And I'm Misty. And this is Drinking Like Ladies, a Spirit of Rock podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh, my.